0: Halloween. It is
1: my favorite day of the year.
0: And you are doing your traditional horror movie marathon day.
1: I'm gonna watch horror movies all day long, as long as I can handle it.
0: I am not going to watch movies all day long. I know. This is the day where you get to watch all the ones where I was like, eh, do we have to? Yeah. So... Instead of watching them, I'm going to uh, live my life today. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to ask you fun, interesting questions about the movies you've seen.
1: Okay, great. The one thing everybody needs to know is that there will be no spoilers during this episode because I don't expect you to watch 10 movies with me before you listen to the podcast. So
0: that's very reasonable yeah. of you.
1: You'll find out through the review whether you should watch these movies.
0: Excellent. Let's go. The first movie you watched was called Haunt from 2019.
1: Yes, it is not Haunt from 2014, which I already reviewed in years past.
0: Okay. You described this movie to me as murder party without the giggles.
1: Yeah, it's about the same idea, kind of, in that these kids are looking for a haunted house event on Halloween night, and they actually stumble across one. They just see it by the side of the road and go in. And wouldn't you know it, they get murdered for it.
0: <laughs> I mean, people have to stop going random places. thats yeah, I, mean, I feel like that's the answer there.
1: That's a good lesson.
0: Tell us a little bit about what you liked and didn't like about this movie.
1: Okay, I will declare this to be the scariest movie I've watched all month. Nice. So it was a real winner in the horror department. It was really well-crafted, scary stuff written by the same people who wrote A Quiet Place, which, you know, was very scary yep. also. So as a horror movie big success. However, the plot is really pretty thin. It's just, you know, the usual kids go somewhere and get murdered and it's just a question of how they're going to get out or which ones will survive and all that stuff. So as just a movie, not that impressive, but still really successful horror. In other good news, it has a cool acoustic cover of Rob Zombie's Dracula on the credits. And in other soundtrack news, the credits also mention a song by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech who made a song we used in Grotopia, so...
0: Small world. Snap. Okay, well, how did you end up rating this movie?
1: If it were purely about horror, I would give this 4.5 fire pokers out of 5. But it's not just about that. I have to watch this story unfold, so I care about the story. So I give it 3.5 fire pokers out of 5. It was solid, but I wish the story had been stronger.
0: Okay, sounds good. Let's move on to the next one. Your next movie was Curse of the Witch's Doll.
1: Indeed. From
0: 2018. Tell me a little bit about this choice.
1: I picked this because it sounded really dumb. Curse of the Witch's Doll.
0: It does sound really dumb. In fact, when you said the name (laughs) of this movie, I immediately thought of Mr. Show with uh, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. They have a sketch that they did called...
1: The Return of the Curse of the Creature's Ghost.
0: Exactly. And that is exactly what this made me think of. So is it like that?
1: It made me think of that, too. It is not what I expected. It's set during the bombings in London in World War Two, and these people are thrown out of their house by the fact that it's being bombed, so they have to find some place to be. They get a house way out in the country, and there's a creepy doll there. So it's a creepy doll movie. And this doll... Oh my gosh, it's the nobody would have a doll like this. It has this insane screaming face. It's like,
0: I mean, a witch might have a doll like that.
1: Yes, a witch might, but it would be (laughs) cursed, wouldn't it? It
0: would be cursed.
1: It was cursed with bad hair, I can tell you that much. So, anyway, the doll causes problems for this woman and her daughter.
0: Okay. But it seemed like there were a lot of different things happening when I would glance at the screen. So I get the idea that this story did not have a linear plot line.
1: It did have a linear plot line. But what it did was it had huge, huge twists in it. I counted, I think, four twists. Wow. What I described to you already is the first, maybe third of the movie or less. And then there's a big twist movie becomes about something else entirely which then has another twist and then i don't know if this even counts as a twist the last say 15 minutes of the movie it jumps ahead 70 years to some other people and what happens to them and that's almost like just a little you know the the silly it's, moment at the end
0: it's the denouement
1: i guess it's- <laughs> It's weird. That's a weird choice that they made there. But but the twists were really cool. Like I was like, whoa, now I have to think back over all the stuff I just saw and what it really was.
0: It sounds interesting. How would you rate this movie?
1: Well, you'd be surprised to learn that it's not that interesting. Aww. I give it 2.5 wooden balls out of five. That was interesting, the twist. But overall, the ending kind of ruins it. It's a non-ending, kind of ridiculous. And the doll is ridiculous this movie in the first minute of this movie you see the doll and its head turns so you're like okay this is happening like there's no tricks here and throughout the whole movie she keeps doing that like she moves around a lot and it's ridiculous and they do CGI on her face where she goes like and makes a big monster mouth and yikes. I mean, it's so over the top and dumb, but the movie's not like that. That's what's part of what's weird, is it's this it's a very British movie and it's they're, you know, solving this ghostly mystery. But at the same time, there's a doll making creepy, scary faces everywhere. It's it's kinda silly. But I like the twists. All right.
0: The next movie was Headcount from 2018. Tell me a little bit about how you selected this movie.
1: This one just sounded interesting. Like I think the description backed this up a little bit, but the title, Headcount, you're Mm like, well, why? Why do we need to do a headcount? And in fact, that's, that's what the movie's about, is there's this monster that can appear to be the same as one of the people in the group. Mm. And it's trying to split up the group into groups of five so that it can do something that it does to groups of five people. And so there's definitely this question of how many of us are here? Weren't you over in the other room? What's going on? And that's a lot of fun. That's one of my favorite kind of things is that paranoia and mystery. Sure, sure.
0: I got home while you were watching this movie just in time. For you to show me a special guest star who was important. It
1: was amazing. This movie featured a guest star, which was my water bottle. <gasps> what? Yes, my green plastic water bottle with the wide mouth and the was twist in on this lid. Movie. It was amazing. Yeah, I was so excited to see it there.
0: <laughs> did you know that your water bottle had done any acting?
1: No, I did. The thing is, we had never discussed it at all.
0: So, this water bottle lives in Texas. Are you going to ask the water bottle about this experience when you get back to Texas? Well,
1: I don't think so because it's a water bottle. <laughs> you know that makes sense okay yeah
0: i guess was there anything else interesting you wanted to mention about it
1: no i I, it was an interesting movie it's the classic group of kids go out somewhere to a Mm. cabin in the woods except it wasn't the woods it was the desert together and awaken ancient evil by chanting its name five times in a row you'd never do that you know stop at four Actually, stop at two because sometimes it's three. Uh,
0: yeah, I've seen. Yeah. I'm afraid to even say it once because what if I say it twice more again today? It might uh, come up. That's
1: the thing is you don't know what's the time frame <laughs> on this. But they awakened ancient evil, and you know it got them, and it did it in a psychological and interesting way. Although it does kind of just evolve at the end into whatever. Like I wish I could discuss spoilers because the way the monster gets people towards the end of the movie is like, wow, that was really easy for you monster like sure <laughs> why did you take so long to do this but hmm. whatever
0: so how would you end up rating this movie
1: I give this one 3.5 water bottles out of 5 because it was enjoyable and mysterious it wasn't amazing hence 3.5 it kind of didn't go as much into that mystery and paranoia as I wanted it to it was kind of light in that way but it was good sounds good hmm. <laughs>
0: Moving on, your next movie was Terrified from 2017. Introduce us to this movie a little.
1: This is my first ever, as far as I know, Argentinian movie.
0: Ooh, new tag.
1: Indeed. Yes, I did add a new tag. Nice. It's hard to describe because it's about, it's got this multiverse theory they discuss in it, which annoyed me because she was like, the different universes are like the segments of an orange. I'm like, in what way? What? How is that a thing? <laughs> like they're next to each other and they're wedge shaped.
0: They're filled with delicious <laughs> juice. Well,
1: that that they are. <laughs> but anyway, it's about monsters that you can only see from certain angles which makes for interesting, creepy moments, although it's used in such a way that it's it's very strange and hard to understand what's going on.
0: Is it the same sort of idea as like, what is the story about the different characters from, from different dimensions where there's the one-dimensional world, you know, point land, and oh. that character goes to line land and can <laughs> yeah. only see in one direction there, or can you know, yeah, some, I know you and mean. then the line character goes to...
1: The 2D two-dimensional
0: OIM. land and can only see, you know, one dimension one thing because it's yeah. all they're a- equipped for?
1: No. Oh. It's just like if you look under the bed, you don't see anything, but then you look under the other side of the bed and you see a monster. It's like that. Huh. I don't know. It didn't really make sense because, like, in some cases, characters would just, like, kind of move their head to the side and all of a sudden they were seeing a monster. I'm like, that's not really any different. You just you're looking a little bit different. And like, they never like slid partway into view. It was just like, there they are, there they aren't. It's very strange. I'm not quite sure what to make of that. But the concept was interesting, and you're wondering about it. And it was full of kind of this Cronenberg style, like also like in the thing, kind of body horror, people being twisted up kind of stuff. Yeah, real weird and creepy. So that was interesting. And there was a good jump scare in it that I really liked because it wasn't the classic orchestra hit, whoa, 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 jump out of my seat. Mm -hmm. I didn't jump at all, but I got a fright. Like I was like, whoa, it's suddenly (laughs) here. You
0: took a fright.
1: I took took a chill.
0: (laughs) That darling man is trying to kill me.
1: (laughs) That darling man gave me a fright, a bit of a fright. I must say, (laughs) which reminds me, one of the characters in this movie is American, and it's kind of funny because they're all speaking Spanish, including him, and he's doing it poorly. And he was really easy to understand compared to the rest, because I speak a little Spanish, but it's way easier to understand when somebody's slowly, badly saying it.
0: (laughs) Were there any big ideas in this movie?
1: Well, it was all that multiverse stuff, you know, these things are coming from another Mm -hmm. world, and it was something about how they get inside people and don't drink the water and it was weird and interesting and the pro- that's the real problem i had with it like i really liked it except those big ideas didn't make sense like oh. they never connected up and they were just kind of like eh, whatever. yeah whatever so that was my huge problem with this movie
0: all right so how would you rate terrified
1: it's competent it's solid but that mysterious spacey plot just doesn't Add up for me at all. So I gave it a three. I give it three eagles out of five. There's an eagle outside our window right now. Landed in our tree. Wow.
0: Do you think it's the same one who landed in the tree the other day?
1: I do. I think we have a personal eagle.
0: Yes. That's awesome. It's- Your next movie I see is called terrifier although it is from 2016 the year before terrified are they related
1: they're related in that i chose to watch terrifier because i just watched terrified i said i've seen this movie terrifier like on netflix and stuff on the list and i'm like that makes sense so i did it
0: Is it one of those things where like a movie is coming out and then somebody else makes a movie that's very (laughs) similar in order to try to like poach viewers?
1: It is super triple not that. Okay. It could not be less that.
0: So tell me a little bit about Terrifier.
1: This movie, this is an evil clown movie. It's about a guy who dresses up as a clown and goes around stabbing and hurting people violently. And... That is the entire plot of the movie. There is nothing more to say than that. I kind of just spoiled the movie, I guess, because that's the whole movie. But it is a total throwback to those 80s, not movies anybody normal has seen. The movies that you get in a grungy VHS store back in the corner, they're not professional. They're like, the only difference between this and a snuff film is that nobody actually died.
0: That you know of.
1: Yeah, it's... Absolutely, the whole point of watching it is to see gore and murder and enjoy that, I guess. That's
0: upsetting, and I'm not at all sad that I missed this movie. No,
1: you didn't want to see this, and I didn't want to see this. It's disappointing. And the the thing for me is the fact that there was no plot. Like, I don't want to see that. I need a story. I want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing to this. It's literally... It starts with him putting on his makeup and then, you know, we follow some various characters who of course end up getting murdered and they get murdered throughout the movie and that's it. There is a twist in that the last scene of the movie, it becomes a supernatural movie and before that, it's just straight up serial killer which is weird and doesn't seem to make any sense i think they just did it because they were just trying to you know throw everything at the wall that was that kind of movie where they're just like okay now you do this and wouldn't it be gross if you did that and it's very gory and torture and just
0: like they were just trying to tick all the this is what people who like Mm -hmm. this stuff yeah like to see and you
1: know they were trying to be creative in a in Going over the top and being as horrible as possible. And definitely the whole thing was like shot on grainy film, or I think more likely given an Instagram filter of grainy film <laughs> because it was filmed in 2017. So it looks like it was filmed in the 80s, but it's not even pretending to be that because everybody's got their cell phones and stuff. So it's set in the present. It's just a total stylistic throwback.
0: Hmm. So I'm going to guess that this one did not rate highly.
1: It did not. I gave it 2 China dolls out of 5 because it's very well executed. It's just it's a snuff film. Like it's not good and I don't recommend anybody see it, but if that's what you want to see, if you just are the kind of person who I'm not inviting to my party who's wants to <laughs> sit and watch people be cut to pieces as bloodily as possible. This is going to be very get well you done. There? Yeah.
0: Okay, let's move on to the next one then, shall yes, we? Yes, let's
1: do that quickly.
0: All right. Next in line is Cooties from 2014.
1: Indeed. It's one that has been meant to be seen many times through the years and never happened until now.
0: So you've had this one on your on your to-do list.
1: Yeah, it might actually be on the list. I'm not sure, but it has definitely been on the mental list.
0: <laughs> your mental list. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, although I was in the room while you were watching this one. I did notice that this movie has a cast of favorites.
1: It's a dizzying array of Hollywood's biggest stars. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow it's like you're reading right off the movie poster
1: i could have except i don't <laughs> think the poster would have said that because they're not the biggest stars they're kind of the middle list of stars although there's elijah wood in there is pretty big. but rain I mean, wilson rain wilson there's a lot of people that you know when you're like oh hey like uh jorge garcia from i think that's his name from lost hurley like you know, yep. and just a lot of people like that that you're like oh yeah
0: You see their face and go, oh, that's that person from that movie. Yeah. Or or at least that's what I do.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Tell us a little bit about Cooties.
1: Well, as the name implies, it is about infected chicken nuggets being eaten by children at an elementary school. And those children then become zombies and start murdering everybody. And this is the story of the teachers, Who are dealing with this plague upon them and trying to fight off the zombies.
0: I'm not going to lie. I have subbed in some first and second grade classrooms and...
1: Very familiar, isn't it?
0: Sometimes it feels like you're being attacked by mindless zombies. One of my... Fears actually is that a classroom full of of six year olds might realize that if they worked together,
1: <laughs> they could
0: in fact take me down. Like pack that animals. That was happening
1: in this movie. Like the zombies weren't stupid. They they did mm-hmm. they gathered together and they they cut the electrical lines and stuff mm-hmm. like that. A little scary.
0: Yeah, kids are terrifying.
1: Yeah, which brings us to an interesting aspect of this movie, which is it's very much a comedy. Comedy horror mm-hmm. it's pretty darn gory and violent for a comedy, but it's
0: actually a lot like ready or not in that sense, yeah, where it was yeah. really funny when it was funny, and it was really gruesome when it was gruesome, yeah. and it was hard to swing back and forth
1: between well the two. and so the trick with this gruesomeness though is they tried to avoid killing the zombies for most of the movie because the zombies are children, and that's yeah. a problem. But by the end, they definitely had run around chopping up zombies, setting them on fire. And like there's one scene early on, like the first time anyone kills a zombie, where he's like traumatized by having done it. He's smashed a zombie kid to death with a fire extinguisher and he's like, Ugh, this is a problem, and he has to go recover. But by the end they're just running around smashing him up and it's it's difficult.
0: It is difficult. Yeah. It is. I had a hard time knowing how to react to this movie because as a teacher, some of the jokes resonated with me in ways and i love kids i loved being a teacher but there's a dark humor that goes into it that kind of keeps you going because it can feel very futile at times yeah and there was a point after they knew the kids were zombies and they were afraid of them and they knew the kids could hurt them they were running away and and they find a kid in the library (laughs) and one of the teachers yells i hate it kill it (laughs) yeah and now she was a terrible person to begin with yes she was. so you know there's that but it made me laugh because but then also it sounds terrible to say that
1: It's okay. It was terrible. It was a
0: very pro teacher movie. There was a whole scene where they talked about you know how underappreciated teachers are and how being a teacher is a great job and like that was the real feel of the movie.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, they were chopping kids to pieces. So that was that.
0: They were chopping zombies to pieces.
1: Yes, there was (laughs) Soli's rules of infection dictate that. Once a kid starts biting and clawing, you just chop its head off, which seems like a bad thing for a teacher to be doing.
0: Well, I'm not in the classroom anymore, so...
1: So you just chop away.
0: Actually, this movie challenges my number one rule of zombie infection, which is if someone is infected, you take them out immediately to stop the spread, right? That's just the pragmatic way (laughs) to approach a zombie infection. I know. In this movie, they realize like it takes them some time to figure out what the dividing line is between people who get infected and people who don't. And so according to my rules, Tamara should have been taken out and she wasn't.
1: Yes, but also, whatever his character's name was, Elijah Wood also should have been taken out. And you'll note they used Mikey's theory, which is they took him, they saw he had been infected, they put him in a room by himself, and after a while, he got better. Because in real life, that happens.
0: That's all well and good. Until getting better actually means that the host is just doing a better job of hiding.
1: (sighs) I know, I know. Have a little faith. Mm. So how would you rate this movie? I think it was a case where they mixed the genres too hard. Like it should have been more of a straight comedy than it was because like the comedy would be going on and then they all start running for their lives and fighting for their lives and it gets like intense for a while and then they say funny things again and it's kind of weird. Although there's a later battle where they're like all they've gathered up weapons and they go and fight and that's more ridiculous and silly and that's that's more what i would expect so it kind of goes into more serious zombie territory which is kind of weird but it was pretty enjoyable the comedy wasn't as amazing as i wanted it to be like early on there was some funny stuff but then it was kind of like eh whatever so i'm gonna give this one three crumpled dollars out of five
0: okay I agree with the like overmixing of uh-huh. genres, and like it, it's jarring how different these genres are and having them pushed together. Yeah, but it's it happens in other movies. We saw that in One Cut of the Dead. We saw Sad. that in Ready or Not. Good, like.
1: But I didn't like the mixing there either. They didn't I mix know. it smoothly. It's chunky peanut butter versus smooth.
0: <laughs> and part of me wants to be like who it's such a weird combination who wants to watch (laughs) these funny gory movies anyway and then i'm like oh right me i want to watch these funny gory movies yeah because i do like the lightheartedness and the horror i mean that's like sort of who i am i guess i agree it was not done very smoothly and while it was an entertaining movie to watch once it's like going to the world's biggest ball of yarn museum like it's something to do and then you can say you've done it and people will be like whoa what was that like (laughs) Like, but nobody really cares and you didn't really enjoy it while you were there it's just a funny story to tell now like that's sort of how i feel about this movie so i am also going to give it three crumpled dollar bills out of five
1: all right well i'm glad you watched it with me somewhat moving on
0: We have now reached the portion of the program where you talk about Don't Leave Home from 2018.
1: <laughs> that is this portion. I can't believe you knew that. I know. This movie is It's about an artist. Her art is creating little dioramas. It's adorable. And she's made a diorama. A critic hates it. And that breaks her heart, which is the horror of the movie, according to you, correct?
0: I saw almost none of this movie because very early on, she is having her little art installation. And before it's even open, she's not even done. And there's already a critic who has been like, this is terrible. This artist is the worst. And yeah, like, oh my gosh, that's literally my worst fear.
1: (laughs) Well, it gets worse, because she heads off to Ireland to visit the guy that the artwork was about, that the critic basically said, you're ruining this guy's legacy, you're hurting him. And apparently he's told her, no, it's you're not, it's cool, I'm interested, can I have this art piece for money? And so she goes there to visit him and to work on a new art piece for him. And it's a whole mystery, because her piece is about the fact that he painted a picture of a girl, and then later the girl vanished, and she also vanished from the picture, which is very mm. exciting. So people wondered about that, and the movie talks about her visit there, which kind of it makes it feel like this is an Irish movie because, like five minutes of it at most is set in America, and it could easily have been filmed in Ireland that part two. But I think it's actually an American film. I don't know,
0: did it have that like, Bleak Irish feel that we've talked about before.
1: it's interesting in that I would not really say that it was particularly bleak, but it was really slow, mm. as in the slow burn kind of thing, where a lot of it is like just normal stuff going on. Like she's having dinner with the people who invited her there, and they're just talking. and it's all awkward and weird. And the scariness of it is is the suspense building just by virtue of the fact that you're watching a horror movie. So you're like, something bad's going to happen, even though nothing is actually happening. But it still works because you know it's coming. So you're
0: tense Did something actually happen? That's what's interesting. So far, I haven't heard the horror movie part of this. Well,
1: I'm not really allowed to tell you because the whole thing is a mystery of sorts. And it's a very original movie. I've never seen anything quite like it because it deals with... A sort of supernaturalness that I've never seen before. It's kind of a new thing. And the structure is very strange. About two-thirds of the way through the movie is the point that would be the climax of a normal horror movie. So then there's a bunch more after that, which kind of wraps things up and resolves some issues from that. And it's it's just it's interesting. That part I like. The movie is full of mystery and questions, but it does pretty much answer them by the end and it all makes sense
0: it sounds quite interesting yes
1: it's a lot about art art and life and how they interplay with each other
0: so like murder party
1: it's not much like murder
0: party no i didn't i didn't really think so (laughs) no but i mean technically you could say the same thing about murder party
1: there was no cult of people in powdered wigs in murder party
0: that was the other thing that I saw was them yes. blindfolded getting into the van.
1: Yeah.
0: It's very strange.
1: Yeah. Anyway, you guys aren't supposed to know about that.
0: Huh. Well, how would you rate this movie?
1: I, You know, I think I'll give this one about 3.5 mud figurines out of five. It was, It was good. It was solid. But it just like, it definitely lacked punch, though. Like there was, I don't know how to say it. I just, it wasn't quite there. Hmm. Yeah. That's sad. But it was an interesting mystery, and I think people could watch that. Okay. No gore, no violence, just philosophical, psychological issues.
0: Did it count as horror? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, it did. Okay. Well, then let's move on to the next movie. Poltergeist Encounters.
1: Now, after that slow burn Irish madness, I felt the need to find me some found footage. So I actually spent like half an hour digging around because apparently, even though it used to be everywhere... It is now very hard to find found footage, especially because a lot of it's like hiding in there's a indie channel on the Roku. And if you subscribe to the indie channel, you can watch these terrible indie found footage movies and stuff like that. And so I didn't want to do any of that. So eventually I came across Poltergeist Encounters.
0: Okay. From what I saw, Poltergeist Encounters sort of felt like a melding of Anna and Detectives.
1: Don't forget Bad Ben.
0: Ooh, strongly influenced by Bad Ben. Yes. I did not think I would ever use that sentence. <laughs> but I do, in fact, feel like yeah. the making the makers of this movie had seen and wanted to emulate Bad Ben.
1: I do get the feeling. Like, this was released in 2016, which is the year the first Bad Ben came out. And I'm very curious if there was a connection there because there's some definite homagerie. Maybe not intended.
0: So did you feel like this was more Anna or more detectives?
1: Well, from the top, this movie reminded me of Anna a lot. My notes from the beginning of this movie are in all caps and they're very angry because the first 10 minutes of this movie is the worst. And by that, I mean, it's better than Anna but it's terrible. <laughs> so,
0: I don't think you know what the word worst means <laughs> Oh, it, it,
1: it is. It's the worst. But it's better than Anna.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: It's so insanely boring, I can't even describe it. And then finally, it actually starts. And it's not great by any means. But it's a found footage movie with bad actors and all of that. And, you know, it's better than Anna.
0: It was... One of those movies that I call murder mystery, like dinner party style, where Mm. if you've ever done one of those, I know you have, I'm now speaking to our dear listener. If you've ever done one of those, it's like a party in a box and everybody gets a part and they yeah. open up their little thing and they get to read about what their character is. And during each section of it, each character has something they're trying to accomplish. But yes. how you get that accomplished is up
1: to you. It's all improv.
0: And it feels like that's how this movie was scripted out. Was like they yeah. start a scene and they'd be like, okay. You have to get them to come to the idea that it's poltergeist and you have to be trying to convince everybody to leave. And And just like in
1: every scene, you have to be trying to leave, but not actually succeed at doing it.
0: Well, that's the problem with (laughs) that particular character that here's your task came up so early, but then she wasn't allowed to leave yet. So then for the next half hour, every time she opened her mouth, it was if one more thing happens, (laughs) I'm going to leave and then. Lots Four of things would happen, things and she was still there. And Yeah. Although that was sort of explained. I can't go into why, but it was sort of explained.
1: Yeah, so, there was okay. something. That was actually the most interesting thing about the movie is what happened to her. Yeah. Which we can't go into. Uh, let me tell you the plot of this movie. A team of paranormal investigators goes into a house, and the ghost attacks them. Hooray!
0: This is how it reminded me of dead detectives.
1: Yes. <laughs> I Definitely see that. (laughs) Very
0: similar plot line. Yeah. And the way it reminded us of uh, Bad Ben is that Anton was very similar to Tom Riley in his, like, he didn't really believe, but then he was confronted with evidence that he couldn't deny. So now he believes, but he, like, isn't really afraid, is more angry. He, he you know, swears and uses misogynistic terminology regularly. Yeah, he just was...
1: He sounded like him.
0: He did, yeah.
1: The whole thing. and it, There were a lot of weird and questionable choices in this, in the making of this movie, for sure. And it was a very cheap, junky thing. It was very Anna-like, but about 10, 20, 30 times better. <laughs> By which to say it was terrible.
0: Here's the thing. I was gone when you started this one. Yeah. I got home and you were like, this movie is terrible. So I wasn't <laughs> going to watch it, but I was eating my dinner while it was on and there was one moment Mm -hmm. where they're walking through this house getting to know it and so far nothing has happened and then they open the bathroom mirror and for just a flash there's a monster in the mirror there's a ghost in the mirror yeah because i happen to be looking at just the right time i'm like oh so then as they're walking through the rest of the house i was like fascinated captivated (laughs) Trying to see what else was going to happen.
1: Your favorite game.
0: Yes, it was, it had that like paranormal element to it. Yeah. And that, even when it's a terrible movie, I love to play the what's hiding in the shadows game. And so he kept me watching for a while and until it was bad enough that I was like, oh, I don't care what's in the shadows anymore. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So from what you saw, how would you rate this movie?
0: I would give Poltergeist Encounters one ghostly tennis ball out of five. It was marginally better than Anna.
1: See, I think it was much better than Anna, and that's why I would give it one ghostly tennis ball out of five.
0: Wait, didn't you give Anna one?
1: (laughs) No, no, I gave Anna zero.
0: Oh. A very
1: appropriate zero. If you, loyal listener, really want to experience poltergeist encounters, and you could, it's always fun to watch garbage movies, I would suggest you fast-forward to the 10-minute mark. That's where they start the titles for their fake TV show, Poltergeist Encounters, which is also the title of the movie. If you start there, you're good. You're not missing anything. Literally, there's no reason to watch the part before that. That's what I would suggest.
0: All right. Well, what do we have next?
1: Well, Soli, our next film is... Haunters, The Art of the Scare from 2017, which, as it probably sounds, is not a horror movie. And I knew this. It's a documentary about haunted houses. And I always like to try to squeeze one of these in because it's fun. Do you always? I was going to no. ask you if
0: this was the first time you had cheated on your horror movie hoedown with a with a not movie. Um, I mean, it's a movie, but, you yeah. know, a documentary.
1: I think. I swear I did once. I I definitely did. And it was also, of course, about haunted houses. I think it's called The Houses October Built or something like that. Anyway, that was basically the same thing. It's uh, delving into different people who run haunted houses and, you know, how they feel about that, how their spouses feel about that and so (laughs) on. I can
0: only imagine... So what made you pick this particular documentary?
1: The fact that I saw it in the list. And I was like, I want to see a documentary about haunted houses.
0: All right. Were you happy you picked it?
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I like to see, I like documentaries and I'm really interested in haunted houses. I think I've only ever been to one. So it's not something I do. It's not something I'm really that interested in doing. But I do like the idea of, you know, setting it up and how that all works. I'm very into that. The JCs
0: used to do a haunted house in Moose Lake every year. So when I was in high school, I went to the haunted house at least a couple of times.
1: Wow. This documentary actually discussed that quite a bit that the JCs used to do this. It was a whole thing. I
0: don't actually know what the JCs are. I just I remember don't either. it was called the JC's Haunted House. They just said
1: like <laughs> that's where it started back in like the 20s or something and they've kept doing it huh. till today. Yeah. Whoever they are. Whoever they are. Speaking of whoever they are, this movie, as usual, it has a few specific subjects it deals with. And it really focuses more than anybody else on this one guy, Russ McCamey and his McCamey Manor, which is not a regular haunted house. It's an extreme haunted house, which sounds terrible. Like it's not, you don't go through and get scared. He has... Goons who like grab you and shove your face underwater and punch you and like push on your face and put, you know, grotesque things in your mouth that you then throw up. And for example, here's a quote from him to talking to his scare actors. He says, When they vomit, you pick it up and put it back in their mouth and they throw up again. That makes killer footage. Because he records all this, puts it on YouTube. I'm sure you guys can go find it, and I wouldn't recommend you do. And he's obsessed with it. With making these movies, getting his camera right in people's faces as they're being terrified. He seems like the worst person in the world. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, I was in the other room while you were watching this, and and I was hearing some of the things that mm-hmm. he was – I heard that thing about the throwing up and putting it back in their mouth. and Yeah. Some of the ways, and I don't know who was who, but some of the ways they were talking about, like, what they were doing and why they were doing it. And then hearing some of the people who had gone through it.
1: Oh, yeah. They were very unhappy. I mean, some
0: were super excited about it and, you know, were all down for it. And others clearly did not know what they were in for and Mm -hmm. then didn't have a way out.
1: Well, the whole thing, I mean, to me, it boils down to one little scene He's hired all these like ex milit he used to have all these little teenagers come and work at his haunts. He got rid of all them because he had problems with them doing like selling drugs and stuff in the back. And he's got all these ex-military and ex-con goons now working for him. You know, huge guys that are dangerous. And he was talking to some of them backstage. And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw this documentary about Abu Ghraib. Real leftist take on the whole thing. They were trying to make it seem like it was a bad thing. So Yikes. He is terrible, very terrible. And you can see it on his face when he's filming this stuff. Like, this was creepier than... The 13 cameras guy, like, same thing. Like, this was, he's found a legal way to accomplish his goals, but he just wants to see people suffer and he clearly enjoys it a lot. And it's really disturbing.
0: That is really disturbing.
1: And, you know, he puts it off as, oh, you know, it's fun. I'm helping them. And it's such a lie. It's so transparently a lie the way he says it like he's all oh yeah i'm helping them conquer their fears and he's awful they interviewed other extreme haunted houses and they're like oh yeah we have a safe word so you know you say this mm-hmm. word and you're out he says we don't have that and they show like multiple times people are like i want to quit i'm out and he's like too bad you're never leaving and i mean it's like that they've they've signed a waiver to be there of course which you know makes it all legal but not Good. He's still enjoying hurting people past what they want to feel.
0: So he gets their consent, but then at no point do you have a way of rescinding that consent until he decides he's done with you. This is
1: no enthusiastic informed consent situation. Right. this that is whatever he really, wants. Really
0: really disturbing.
1: Yeah, he was disturbing and his wife looked and sounded exactly like Beverly Goldberg, which was fun.
0: Interesting.
1: <laughs> so yeah, interesting. anyway, really didn't like that and uh was interesting to to see though. And and bad things kept happening to him like he had kept having to tear down his haunt because he got in big trouble about it and I, and every time they kind of played it like, "Oh no," you know our hero is having this happen to him and i was always like yes stop this man <laughs>
0: but he but he still does it
1: oh yeah yeah huh. i mean he's hugely popular there's thousands of people on his waiting list and everything and they interviewed all these other people with their haunted houses and stuff and you know, people who do acting for it. And those people, I liked every single one of them. I was like, you're being creative, you're having fun, you enjoy, you know, getting these fun scares out of people. And they always talked about, you know, I won't push them too far. If they want to run away, they run away. And that's great, you know, and Mm. they really enjoyed when people fainted in front of them, not actually (laughs) fainted, but like dropped to the ground in front of them. But that's it. That's, that's their reaction. And then they're free to go. And it was such a polar opposite to this terrible, terrible man.
0: Well, it sounds like the difference between enjoying giving people a fright that they want, mm-hmm. that they're seeking, versus the real enjoyment. Of this other guy coming from pushing them past what they want. Yeah. And that's the thing that he enjoys. I mean, he
1: he's the character in many horror movies. Yeah. Like, who really just secretly enjoys this filming and seeing people tortured. It's just that he's got a legal safe, quote unquote. It's not really safe. People really get hurt. Yeah. Way of doing it. That's so, really
0: scary. And I hope yes. he never like escalates to the point of actually...
1: Well, this really did seem like... The thing that's keeping him from murdering people, to be honest.
0: Well, until it's it's the thing that, like...
1: (laughs) He's the method he uses. (laughs) Helps him
0: practice. Jeez.
1: Yeah. So So, that's fun. So scariest movie all month.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So as much as you didn't like him in particular, how would you rate this documentary? Uh,
1: On the one hand, I'm upset they focused on Russ. And on the other hand, I'm upset they didn't focus enough on one thing, you know?
0: Yeah. So I kind
1: of stuck in between... But I still enjoyed it. It's always fun, and it's hard for me to rate a documentary, but I will give it three blood balloons out of five.
0: Are you uh, going back in for more movies now? Duh. All right. See you after the next one.
1: Our next movie is Something from 2018. And yes, it's a movie called Something.
0: It is indeed.
1: And we both watched this whole movie... Because when I saw the description, I was like, Sully, you got to see this one.
0: Because the description really made it sound like it was going to be more of a thriller than a horror movie. Yeah. Which is definitely right up my alley.
1: The whole thing's very much a mystery. I mean, all we know about the movie going in is that this couple had a baby recently and they're stressed out and dealing with that. And it's very difficult. They're very tired. They're very confused. And yet it appears there is someone in their house. So it's yep. one of those kind of movies. But things are not always what they seem. And we don't know what's really going on until the very end of the movie when it all comes together. Yep. Which fun. Mystery.
0: It's one of those movies where you are supposed to be trying to think about what could this be? What could this be?
1: and you figured out what this could be before they told us.
0: I did, but not that far before they no, told us. It's
1: pretty pretty close.
0: I had many other theories that proved to be incorrect. I did too, yes. Uh, earlier on.
1: But that's what was fun about this movie was that it was really a puzzle and they gave you the clues, they were there. And when after it ended and they had explained everything, you could look back and remember all the different things in the movie and be like, "Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. was that." Mm -hmm. so i really enjoyed that sort of thing i love to solve a puzzle it
0: was fun it Mm -hmm. was very fun it also felt like a very accurate portrayal of what it's like to be in a relationship that's caring like you could tell they cared about each other but they were also in a stressful situation having this new baby and you know
1: they were working really hard to be nice to each other yeah and it wasn't easy
0: yeah But that that felt very real. Like it it felt like a very real relationship.
1: Yeah. And that's my complaint about this movie is it starts off really, really slow. Like for the first half of the movie, it's just these people bickering.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Once it gets going, I think it really gets going. But until it does that, it's just like, oh, come on.
0: Yeah, it was perhaps a little too real. Yes, it was very. If you were watching somebody's household, you know, if you were spying on a house and just listening to them have their everyday conversations and live their lives, there would be some interesting parts, but only marginally interesting. Yeah, there's not much more we can say without spoiling this movie. So maybe we should just go ahead and give our ratings.
1: I think that's true. It's all spoilers. Anything you say about it. Okay, for me, this was a very enjoyable movie once I had sat through the beginning. So, as far as I'm concerned, that's the only real flaw in the movie, is this long, boring startup to the whole thing. And it it is pretty rough to sit through, I really feel like. But after that, I was really into it, and I loved solving the puzzle, and I really liked the answer. Like, that was a clever horror movie idea that really worked out well. So, I give this... Four passports out of five. How about you?
0: I agree with what you're saying about it. It was different. It was well done. And it kept me thinking about it and engaged. And I wasn't disappointed in that engagement Mm -hmm. when the reveal was revealed. Yeah, that's
1: often a problem.
0: And while it was sort of thriller-like, it also did have those horror elements. There was fear involved in watching this movie probably more so than many of the actual horror movies <laughs> yeah. like the really really you know deeply horror movies that we watched because this was a much more relatable realistic fear yeah like like there are many many layers of realistic fear in this movie and i enjoyed That's that
1: true yeah this movie you know what it was really something
0: it was something. So I am also going to give it four passports out of 5.
1: All right. What an agreeable situation.
0: I did not watch your final movie with the you. The final however. movie of 2019. I know. Ugh. So what was what was your final movie?
1: I checked out Black Sabbath from 1964, nothing to do with Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> This is a an old movie. It's in color. It's in crazy color. Like, it's really color.
0: Has it been colorized? Is that why? I don't
1: like- think so. I think it was legit color. Like, huh. they, ta- uh, some people were talking about how this director is known for his big use of color. The director Mario Bava, an Italian director, this movie was in Italian. Still, not the most Italian movie I've ever seen, though. <laughs>
0: Well, especially since a lot of the time it looked like they were actually speaking English and it, it was, was dubbed weird. Italian i and not then subtitled sure. English
1: <laughs> it was confusing it was it's a an anthology which hooray uh, three stories all hosted by Boris Karloff, just like when Alfred Hitchcock is hosting something he was there at the beginning and at the end, and he just acted like a total goofball. It's, you know, like you're trying to watch something scary, but the introduction to it is always this guy making these ridiculous puns and bad jokes. And you're like, okay, that's fun. And the most fun part about that was at the end of the movie, he gave his final goodbye while riding on a fake horse, which was (laughs) part of... That was
0: pretty awesome. You saw that.
1: That was part of his filming for the middle story of this movie and it was fun because when he finished the camera pulled back to show you like how the fake horse scene was done and there are these guys holding bushes above their heads and running in circles to make trees go by him and there's a big spinning metal thing to make the lights flash different colors it was it was really cool i like that stuff
0: i have been imdbing as you were speaking yes? i have interesting facts to add
1: what kind of facts do you have okay
0: first of all you said it has nothing to do with the band black sabbath uh-oh this movie inspired the name for the band Black Sabbath. Okay.
1: It has something to do How with the How awesome is that? <laughs> sure.
0: They actually, they, they were playing a club. Theater Across the Street was playing this movie. They realized there were lots of people lined up. Horror sells tickets and they were like, hey, let's have that as our name. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, so that was cool. And also the segment called The Telephone. The Il Telefono. One, Was the first Italian thriller to be shot in color.
1: I told you it was in color. So traditionally, I don't go for old movies. It feels like it makes me a dumb person, but I really feel like the art of storytelling has improved dramatically over the years. And a modern movie, even a bad one, is like more engaging and telling the story more clearly and well than an old movie. But I will say this movie was pretty good. It did a good job of telling its... Three different stories. And, you know, they were simpler stories than you'd get today, but they still had twists and they were interesting and they were reasonably paced as well. They weren't super boring. One thing I had been thinking about while watching this movie was like, you know, I was watching it and I'm like, this is pretty interesting. I'm enjoying this. And I realized I was complaining so much about Halloween from 1978. This movie is 14 years earlier than that movie. Mm -hmm. And this is scarier, it's more clever, it's way more engaging, less boring. So, like, I was talking then about how movies in the 70s were, you know, much more interesting than what Halloween had to offer. This is more interesting. It's from way back then. I don't even – I'm not even complaining that Halloween's bad. It's fine. There's lots of – there's bad movies today. There's Anna today. Right. But – Everybody thinks Halloween is so great and so scary. I just saw somebody rating it five stars on this website I was looking at today. Come on, guys. It's terrible. This is so much better. I mean, people liked this too. And I I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I don't get why people think Halloween is okay. Anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. (laughs) One thing I really hate in old movies, that this movie definitely shared with me is the grating sound effects. It's like the picture of an old movie when, you know, done up nicely the way they do nowadays, like mm-hmm. they remaster them or whatever. They look great. Picture's fine. The sound is horrible. They have the most grating, obnoxious sound effects like in this movie. You know, one of the stories is the telephone. That phone rings about 40 times during that <laughs> s- during that story. And it's just the most painful sound, so loud, over and over. I hate it. And it's what I hate about your stupid Columbo that you always watch. The sound is terrible. The music is horrendous. Yeah. It's like, it's, it hurts your ears.
0: And there's nothing subtle about it. No. It's always so... Over the top. And
1: another thing I notice about older stories is that the storytelling was more omniscient. Like they didn't seem, and this goes for writing too, like novels and stuff, that they just tell you this is what's happening and it's this is what's happening over here. Whereas nowadays it's much more focused on you only get to find something out if a certain character is finding it out. You know, we're following their perspective, even if it's written in third person, it's focused on somebody. And you don't get that omniscient view as much. And the omniscient thing is not as good. Like in this movie, the serial killer comes sneaking into an apartment. You know, the camera goes to him and is like, look at this, here he comes in. Whereas you should be getting, you know, the perspective of the person he's sneaking up on where they don't notice at first. And it's a surprise, but instead we're just following him because that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an example of how storytelling has improved over the years. But yeah. I enjoyed this.
0: Yeah. It was I caught the very tail end of it and it was definitely interesting. And in fact, the that last one drop of water. I yeah, even yeah. commented on how how really simple the story is. It was. I mean, so simple, and yet it made an interesting story. Like it was definitely part of an anthology, so it was short. It would yeah. have made an interesting short story. <laughs> yes. It not wasn't a, long a whole story. novel. But like it had this very quick, simple premise that allowed for some pretty significant horror, creepy, suspenseful stuff.
1: Yeah, there was definitely much more horror in that third story than in Halloween people. <laughs>
0: for sure.
1: <laughs> like they had stuff going on there and like creepy stuff, like a hand coming around the corner and grabbing her and all kinds of things. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: So how were you gonna rate Black Sabbath? the movie not the band
1: interestingly i think i would rate this movie about the same as i would rate the band and i would give this 3.5 word out of five i think it's it's solid it's pretty good it's not the greatest, but mm-hmm. definitely for its time, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it was surprising to me how enjoyable it was and how, how much it kept moving and stayed interesting throughout.
0: Well, there's something to be said about going back to those very basic stories and not mm-hmm. trying so hard to be <laughs> something. Yeah, to, to do something clever and fancy and unknown. Like, just do something that's known, but do it well. And that's what this seemed like well
1: sir ma'am I'm afraid this is a sad time for me
0: this brings us to the end the end of your Halloween month
1: yeah I mean I'm glad to not be editing all day anymore but it's a sad sad time
0: it is fortunately you have a bowl of leftover Halloween candy to keep you company for
1: I do the next couple of hours yeah did we get didn't we get like five kids total we got a few yeah, yeah. not yeah. a lot we're not popular.
0: We should be, because we give out handfuls of candy. Well,
1: we wouldn't if we had a lot of kids coming. Oh, well. Happy Halloween, everybody, even though it's no longer Halloween.
0: Happy Thanksgiving! Merry Christmas!
1: And all the other holidays from now until next Halloween! (laughs) See you next year. Bye. Bye. here is my wife solly to talk to me about these movies
0: i'm glad you're introducing me finally on the 32nd podcast of the year well uh, it's also our <laughs>
1: it's what 65th podcast in total so it's about yeah. time they met you
0: yeah